Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Nick Hoffman at the Marist School. Welcome to Tales from the Social Studies Department, the podcast where the students tell you the stories that they wish were on the curriculum. Michael's annoying me. Can he leave? <laughs> Guys, we can't have so much banter. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, we can. We can have plenty of banter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anna, so will, Anna so will cut us out. Anna so will cut us I will not cut you out. I will never cut you out. Hey guys, the internet. Welcome to episode whatever of whatever this podcast is going to be called. Dr. Hoffman hasn't told us yet. So this is going to be the episode on weird stories of history. I am Anna Sophia Reardon. I'm the one actually getting graded for this project. Hi, I'm Claire Mark Walter. Hi, Claire Mark. Hi, Claire. Hi. Okay. Hi, I'm Alexander Lee. Hi, Hi Alexander Lee. Hi, I'm Brennan Wieda. Hi, Robert. That's his middle name. That's his real well, name. Claire's middle name is Miller, so. <laughs> A likely story. And I'm Michael Moran. Hi, Benjamin. Hello. Hi, Hi Benjamin. Hey, gang. Hello, Big Ben. <laughs> um, okay. His middle name's Benjamin. He's not. In case you didn't pick up on that. Yeah. We have, a lot, of, we have a lot of middle names here. Um, it's I mean, great. It's frankly pretty much the normal ratio. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we haven't discussed Alexander's middle name, and my middle name is just like, I know how to spell your middle name. Wait, I really? J-A-I-C-H-A-N. Uh, it's, 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 uh, J-A-E-C-H-A-M. Even I. Well, how do you say that? I, I put in an I where there should have been an E. It's just, it's like J-Chan. It's actually really sad. How do you say that? It's like J-Chan. J-Chan. Ooh. That was so accurate. Fancy. I probably did that wrong. That's probably wrong. I'm so sorry. It's like an A sound. I can't believe that. I just—I I was so confident. I was like, I know how to spell your middle name, and then I just well, did. You got it wrong. Is, I was just so incorrect. Yeah, oh, basically, to give people uh, in the internet land some idea of what's going to happen here, um, we have each prepared a story that we have found—a weird story of United States history—and we are going to share and discuss. So, um, who would like to start us off? I will. Yeah. Yay. Oh we're going to introduce their story, and we're going to get started. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. You have heard of the Salem Witch Trials of Massachusetts, but have you heard of the Salem Tomato Trials I have of New Jersey? Tomato Trials. So, wait, wait, you might want to put To take pieces. you on a little oh. journey. Tomato Trials. Some I'm, context. I'm so, tomatoes are native to South America, right? And so they didn't know about them in Europe until colonization happened. And obviously that was like bad in its own way. But you they maybe Euro kid. They they take the tomato the Spanish guys, they take the tomatoes back to Europe and they're like, Hey, look at this cool new edible plant we found and Europe is like, We don't care. Um, but it's got a pretty color, so they used it mostly as a decorative plant in gardens. Even when they knew it was edible, they were like, mm, it's just got a cool color and we're gonna like grow it with the flowers, you know? Until the 1700s, when the church heard about this decorative plant and were like, you know, that right there, that plant, that's evil. 
that plant oh. is sinful. I agree, honestly. Um, and so this like religious hysteria kind of started to surround tomatoes, and it became like associated the symbol of like death and you sin. You heard it here first, folks. The Catholic Church disagrees with tomatoes <laughs> because people are like, oh, it's poisonous and it kills you if you eat it. Which they were not entirely wrong on that because there were people dying from eating tomatoes. Marinara but it wasn't. It wasn't actually the tomatoes. It was the, the plates because they were eating these oh, plates that God. had were made of pewter that had a high lead content, and that oh, mixing no. with the I, I did. the the high lead content in the pewter plates mixed with the acidity of the tomatoes caused people to like drop dead after they were eating them. So people were like, "Oh my God, tomatoes are really bad," and that kind of philosophy around tomatoes spread into the American colonies, including Salem, New Jersey. But this is where we get to our story because we have a hero. We have a man. Hero. So not Salem, Oregon. Is no. Is okay. it Salem, this where? This man, sh- New Jersey. Oh, yeah. wait, there's two Salem. Why there's there's so many? multiple Salem. Do you think mm-hmm. the Salem witch trials were in Oregon? <laughs> no, this, this is it. I thought they were in Massachusetts. No, the, they were. Uh, this is Salem, New Jersey. Oh. So now we're at three Salem. Oh. So yeah. you said Salem, Oregon. Oh, that's the okay. capital of Oregon. Okay, okay. cool. Is we're, it? We're running I with this. So. We're running with anyway, this. anyway. Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson. Now, this man shares my soul, because I personally am a huge fan of tomatoes. I would eat them like an apple if given the opportunity. Disagreed. They are so good. I I love a good tomato. I personally agree with the church. My man, Colonel Robert. (laughs) Continue. Anyway. I'm so sorry, sir. Colonel Robert Kevin Johnson. Why are you crinkling your paper? The audio does not like that. ASMR, Anna Sophia. ASMR. He shows up at the Salem courthouse with a large basket full of tomatoes. And he proceeds to eat every single one of them. Oh my gosh. While a crowd gathers. That's a scandal. And watches in shock and horror. Oh my gosh. As he, and this is um, a quote that I actually, from the website I was reading, I actually didn't write down, but it's just like burned into my brain because it was so horrifying. Oh boy. Um, But the website I was reading about this on said that he proceeded to scarf down the red orbs. (laughs) So, you know, no more. When this guy eats a big bowl of tomatoes publicly, he gets a crowd and newspaper articles. But when I do it, I'm told to get out of the courtroom and that this is a divorce proceeding. I don't get the difference. Anyway, you can continue. Um, That's pretty much the whole story. He ate a bunch of tomatoes and then it kind of changed the way that tomatoes were thought of in New Jersey. Straight to hell. Yeah. Changed hearts and minds. People were shocked that he didn't immediately drop die, drop dead, or become possessed by the devil. Oh, the one God. disclaimer about this story is that there were no official court records of this event happening until 90 years after it was supposed to have happened. Mm. So it is most likely more folklore than fact, but it is a fun story and I like to believe that it's 100% true and everything I just said is a real thing that happened I also want to believe that yeah it's fair me too yeah. I, I just I can't help imagining that like what if tomatoes were actually like made you possessed by the devil but no one cared so you went to an Italian restaurant there was just like constant exorcisms well have you been to Italy well you haven't yeah. been to Italy but do you know anything about Italy 
I know. So I think that's just a true fact. I think it is. I think we can give like a little golf clap so we don't kill the audio to Claire. Yeah, some snaps. Let's get some snaps in the room. That's not snap. I can't snap. That's not. Oh my gosh. I cannot snap. I think we have a bigger problem than devilish tomatoes. I just I do little claps whenever they say snap. That's I good. think it's because you like to make Or we were doing okay. we were doing all that jazz choreography in theater class today, and they were like, all right, snap. And I was just, I had a little fist, and I was just waving my fist around in, like, time with a B because I can't snap. It was really sad. How do you go to, like, poetry cafes? Like, what do you do? I'm sorry, I what? Don't. That is the worst <laughs> example of when you would need to snap. No, that's, but that's the best example. Who because goes to poetry cafes? Well, they, they stand up here, and they're apparently. just like, and they're just like, don't have you been? The death of my soul. And, so, and then everybody's like, yeah. When have you been to a poetry cafe? I've never been to a poetry cafe. My, my cousin used to sing in like weird cafes. Am I missing oh. out on life? Should I go to a poetry cafe? Should we get back to America? No. Yeah, let's get back to it. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. No. Okay, um, who wants to go up next? Me. I want to go next. Oh, okay, this is next. Michael Moran. Okay. It's the 99th year of Coke. Mm, I don't believe Robert Goizetta is the current CEO. I'm like the robotics he, lab. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. he, he was born in uh, Cuba okay. and w- started working for Coke in Cuba and ended up defecting, but he got a very high-ranking role in Coke and moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he defected from Cuba. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a man who loves change Yeah. because, yeah. you know, he wanted to change the Cuban government, that's for sure. So during this time, Pepsi was on the rise, Coke just staying even. Oh, no. Based on the calculations, Pepsi would have overtaken. This is a dramatic. So, because of this, Robert Gozetta started pushing for new developments. Okay. Another so, Robert? What? The There's like about? millions of Robert. Go on, go on. Okay, like, anyways, <laughs> I have a cousin named Robert. He decided. I don't know he, anyone named Robert. Okay, well, let's just keep going. Thanks for sharing. He pushed for all these new flavors, which had never been a thing. So, under his ideas, both Cherry Coke and Diet Coke were invented. Both Diet to Coke the flavor? Yeah. Yes. yes. What? It tastes what else bad. That's the flavor. Is it like Diet Coke? It's like a style. I'm a so, Diet Up until this point, it's been just Coke, Diet Coke Cola. until the day I die. I've heard of Diet people Coke is like awful. Devoted to Diet Coke. I oh my god, I know people. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's like more oh, addictive because people. people can just like drink it and not feel bad about it. I feel bad about it, but I still enjoy it. I think it's better taste. It's disgraceful. Moving on, it's finally the 99th anniversary of Coke. Goizetta? big moves. He's a big move man. Mm-hmm. He loves changing things up. He decides <laughs> this old Coke, lame, not sweet enough, can't compete. We need new Coke. Cocaine. So he for- he formulates with people that have a sweeter Coke to compete with Pepsi's with sweet flavor. Drugs in it. So many drugs. Coke already has all, drugs in it. All the drugs. Did they gotten rid of the drugs at this point? Yeah, of course. This okay. is, oh, this is, like this is for caffeine. Do they just sweeten this it? This is around the 80s. Okay, do you consider, oh, the, looks at this, Mr. Art Project did a art project on Coke and researched Coke. Can you tell me, is caffeine considered a drug? They do call it methamphetamine. I mean, I feel like I didn't research that, that, but I think it generally is. Yeah, it, it's similar to the coke that you researched he researched the products in coke um except there is no high fructose corn syrup it's currently cane sugar so robert goizetta tested new coke did great like the people people loved it and then there's like a small amount of people who did not like it but overall people enjoy the new flavors so he finally showed off the new flavor and released into markets getting rid of the classic coke flavor this caused a shocking disaster. <laughs> so shocking disaster. Yeah. Shocking disaster. Oh, no. So are we, are we sure, sure it was shocking? <laughs> yes. It, it could it not have just been a disaster, Michael? <laughs> no, it goes against all the it goes against all the predictions. 
So Goizeta, where he failed, is he did not test the southern markets enough. And based on... Oh, no, not the southern. Because, yeah, southerners love tradition. And Coca-Cola oh, is southern. Like, people in the <laughs> south... have to ruin everything? People in the south often call, like, any kind of cola, Coke. Yeah. Like, it's a staple here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, when it got changed, they did not test it enough in southern markets. And so, like, this small amount of southern people who hated it, hated it. Oh, wow, they hated it, so and they hated it? they were loud. You. How are they loud, Michael? Oh, some people decided to stockpile the original flavor, like seeing that people were starting to not like this. Mm. Um, and they resold it for more than two times the price. And literal bolts started happening, like over in Marietta, right next to Atlanta, our hometown. One woman I live there. Uh, walked to a man who was taking Coke out of a truck. <laughs> New Coke. Yeah. And she beat him with her umbrella. As she should. Girl boss. Wow. Steal all of it. In, in rage. Just like you keep girl boss. And even Fidel Castro hated the drink. <laughs> and Gozetta's dad said that is the only thing he's ever agreed with Castro on. Even oh his father God. hated the drink. But oh the main man who hated this drink Besides was Gay Mullins. Gay Mullins? That's Gay his Mullins. name. He formed an anti-Coke organization, and he had protests against the drink, uh-huh. like pouring it down into sewers, uh-huh. and yeah, that's just how I really show this hating it as a whole. <laughs> I buy their product, and then I don't consume it, and so they get all the profit. All of this hatred caused news companies to realize this is a cheap, cheap dollar. They can easily make articles about this, because it's funny, because people hate Coca-Cola. Coke um, of cola? So people- Coke of cola. Coca-Cola? Maybe. So, from okay, all this going. pushback from Gay Mullins and his society. Uh, Gay Mullins uh, and his, his society? His, his group of protesters. You know, the the outrage for others. it was so bad that they, they had to bring classic Coke back. That's and Gay Mullins had the first drink of it, and he said, it hurt my stomach. <laughs> now, this brings up the conspiracy. Why did they make a new Coke? First theory. They saw that the projections for Coke were staying steady. But then if they took away Coke for a while, people would be like, oh my gosh, I miss this so much. And then when it comes back, it skyrocketed, and it did. It skyrocketed immediately. And the second thing was, when Coke went away, when Coke went away, Jesus Christ, you can make some odd noises. I, I feel so bad for everyone. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh, this is, okay. uh, why do you make those noises? Pardon? Okay, for keep audio going, listeners, keep going. Uh, Claire, just so there. I think guys, guys, I just want to congratulate Robert. everyone. I That's officially true. have the minimum minutes required to get an A on this assignment. Woo! Let's go. Wait, wait, what happened after that? Grade is not actually relying on the quality of the podcast. No, it does require the quality, but this gets me like halfway there. Okay. okay. Second conspiracy. Two? <gasps> yes. Dogs is not when when Coke went away, it it was made of cane sugar. That was the sugar. Yeah. But when it came back. It was high fructose corn syrup. Wow. Which is cheaper and worse for people. While it does taste just about the same and cold, like if you keep a Coke cold, it tastes about the same as cane sugar. But when it gets warm, it gets worse. Mm. So that's why Coke today is not as good as it used to be. Mm. When you pound on the table like that, we can all hear it. But yes. Yes, make a point. Yeah. <laughs> Everything just vibrated. I'm really proud of you. All right, well, that. great. Yeah, are you done or no? Are we uh, Yeah, Goizetta enjoyed the drink till he died of lung wow. cancer. A lung cancer. Ooh, snaps for lung cancer. Coca-Cola. It was smoking. Oh, well, that oh, was gosh. smoking. Okay. Diddly darn it. Who wants to go next? There's three of us. I think you do, Brennan. Do I? Yeah, yes, Brennan. So.
<clears throat> Thank you. Okay, well, and so that was just disgusting. Anyway, um, I did I did mine on the 1904 Olympic marathon. Oh. oh, oh, yes. Oh, this yes. is great. Claire could be familiar. I perhaps. think I'm familiar. Okay. <clears throat> now you clear your throat. <clears> throat> yeah, okay. yeah, that was about to say the first one. Imagine, the year is 1904. You're just some random guy in America. I don't know enough about American history to elaborate any further. Maybe you're okay. I took Euro. But I know for a fact Loser. that it's 1904. St. Louis was recently chosen to host the Olympics, America's first hosting of the Games. Honestly, couldn't tell you why it wasn't in, like, New York or Chicago or something, but we're going to St. Louis. Okay. Maybe in St. Louis. Actually, Chicago was originally chosen, but the organizers of the Louisiana Purchase Exposition decided that, no. <laughs> we, Lewis and Clark? We can't have two international events in Chicago in the same year because that's simply too many. Wait. Chicago's from the Louisiana Purchase. Regular U.S. history kid. <clears throat> New in town. Shut up. Yeah, I'm still Dude, learning about USA. Coke of cola. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I guess it wasn't. So now that Chicago's off the table, the logical second choice was chosen. And oh look, we're just entering Missouri now. You can tell by the nothing out the window. Okay, <laughs> you'll have fun with it there. I promise. So anyway, these Olympics were pretty insane by any standards. Events included dumbbells and tug. Of war and boxing made its Olympic Tug of debut. War? Yes. That's an Olympic sport? Not it's anymore. a squid game, it counts. It's, it's That's just not the Olympics. Oh my god. Um, and enough. boxing has been included in every Olympics ever since, other than the 1912 games in Stockholm. Honestly, couldn't tell you why they skipped it there, but something about the Nordic model. I, I don't know. So, anyway, one of the most decorated athletes at these 1904 Olympics was George Iser who won six medals with a wooden leg. So you can, oh my God. You can tell we were really dealing with the best of the best. Did he focus on track? Gymnast. Gymnast. <laughs> I guess he could easily <laughs> stick the leg with a peg leg going into I, the ground. Good yeah. for oh my God. So 90% of the athletes were that from North crazy. America, <laughs> and only roughly 12 countries were represented. It was so dominated by the Americans that some of the competitions actually served as both the Olympic competition and the American championship. Oh, wow. But two Irish athletes did manage to win Britain two medals, increasing the status of the crown in true British fashion by stealing it from another country. Okay, I should have cut that one. <laughs> but the way things were going, I'd probably be asking why we didn't at least do a trial run before moving the Olympics outside of Europe for the first time. But admittedly, St. Louis, Missouri is pretty well known for being an exciting place. It's got the arch. It's yeah, not, um, it's got the arch. Jackson jumps out of it that's, in the book. That's the one with the arch, right? It's, yeah. The, it's the arch. Okay, so on to the marathon. So for starters, it was 90 degrees, oh my and gosh. the race took place on a dusty dirt road. Of the 32 competitors, 18 of them had to withdraw from the race. Oh my god. Felix Carvajal of Cuba stopped during the race to eat apples, as is generally accepted <laughs> thing to do during a marathon. <laughs> but he was probably overcome with stomach cramps and could not finish. Upon returning to Cuba and giving his report, he was shot for not sharing the apples with his fellow runners. Okay, no, Cuba wasn't communist yet. That was 59. Okay. South African Jeez. Len Tao got chased off the course by wild dogs. I don't have a joke. I mean, it's the Olympics, and this guy got attacked by wild dogs <laughs> during the race. <laughs> one runner had a stomach... He had, like, treats in his pocket? Is this a stage job? I don't know. Smells like burning meat, pretty much. <laughs> one runner had a stomach hemorrhage and almost died. 
but that's honestly barely noteworthy at this point. Of the non-hemorrhage-inflicted runners, <laughs> American runner Tom Hicks, born in Birmingham with the most American name to ever exist. But wait, it was actually Birmingham in the United Kingdom, but that oh, didn't wait, stop what? him from racing for America. So he won the race, but I'm not sure if winning is the right word. Um, History.com recounts his journey saying that he, quote, spent the last 10 miles of the competition in utter agony and was given several eggs. Doses, eggs? Yes, eggs. Doses of toxic strychnine and oh. even plugs of brandy to keep him on his feet. Oh my god. His assistants practically carried him over the finish line for a plodding final time of 3 hours, 28 minutes, and 53 seconds, unquote. Oh. What's normal marathon time? Um, someone recently ran sub 2 hours, but that was a okay. bit of a... That was that like the fastest time like before the fast. bit of an anomaly. It's really yeah, fast. Without the whiskey, so I don't know. His assistants assistant were really fast. Yeah, I guess. Another article describes him as, quote, the guy who drank the rat poison cocktail and was hallucinating throughout the course, unquote. But oh. that's not where the excitement ends. Oh no, this is St. Louis, Missouri, baby. He wasn't <laughs> actually the first person to finish the race. But I thought you said he was the winner, you might be wondering. Yeah, because after running the nine miles, the first person to finish, Fred Lors, came to the sudden and inevitable realization that running sucks. Upon which he promptly hitched a ride for 11 miles with oh. his coach in a car, <laughs> and then proceeded to run the final six miles. Wow. Historians are debating to this day whether this was a violation of the Olympics integrity. I think it is. I think it's fair. I mean... Yeah, that was a joke. He obviously... Okay, never mind. No, <laughs> yeah. no mistake. The 1904 marathon of the St. Louis Olympics was one for the ages. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow. That, that was, was good. Great. That was good. That was amazing. Yeah. I never knew that St. Louis... St. Louis. Such an interesting place. St. Louis. I just never knew. It's like the first thing that happened. Everyone turns up in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> like they built the town for the Olympics. By turn up, I yeah. don't mean like get lit at clubs. I mean like they turn up after getting like dumped out by a tornado. Like they turn up there. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd yeah. rather think that St. Louis is just there. And they said, hey, we're going to have an Olympics here. Yeah. They just I mean, moved in a ton of people. Wait, how many, how many inter like international events are happening here? Oh, zero? Yeah, we'll do it here. Yeah, we'll do it here. Yeah. Even an open patch bit. of land we've just bought? Yeah, one, this works. One was too many, so we had to move it out of Chicago. For sure. For fear of, I don't know, I don't know why. They, Chicago could be a world power. For fear of, um... For fear of it being too Chicago. Too many French people. For fear of wind. Too many French people per capita. What? You've got to keep it down. Chicago notoriously French? No, like but if French you had multiple international events, then there could be too oh, many French people. Oh, French people from the... Ah, they're coming in from the international Yeah, I know. I'm really funny, that. and all of my jokes make sense. That did make yes. sense once you explained it. I that one landed do, like right? the French people. Oh, wow. In that Missouri. I have um, a quick anecdote about uh -huh. my dealings with the French. Um, oh, boy. Here we go. There was a French guy in my house. There, there was. Mark. It was Mark Chasing. Yeah, okay, so... So I was in France, or I was in France on a layover. I was in Paris, and my uncle got pulled over in the airport. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Michael looks over at me and goes, She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she be lying about this? Okay, anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. I was in a layover in France, and uh -huh. my uncle got pulled over in security and was like, thoroughly searched like they were look, oh, they were thoroughly. looking for something like mm. a bomb like mm. he i genuinely think they thought he was like a terrorist or something i'm not really sure where's your uncle from my own uh south carolina okay so <laughs> so we're on air france right we've been waiting for him he finally comes on the plane we are all sitting there he looks at all of us on air france in the middle of paris and uh -huh. just goes 
I hate the French. <laughs> wow, that's and a good every, I swear to God, I thought we were going to die. We're like, there were every person on that plane just immediately oh, looked God. at us. And we're just like, who are you? We're going to banish him. Oh, my God. It was bad. Anyhow. Um, your I, weird story. All right. I think I'm going to take Anastasia. up the next. Speaking of France. Actually, this has nothing to do with France. That was a really good transition. Speaking of France. Speaking of France. This is a terrible transition. No, Molasses. I want to see what you do. I want to picture this. January 15th, 1919. At least three days ago. I know. Boston, Massachusetts. It's the middle of winter, and 2.3 million gallons of 50-foot container of molasses has been delivered to a port near Commercial Street. I think I've heard of this. I Which was needed for increased production of alcohol due to World War I. Mm. Wait, you can make alcohol from molasses? Yeah, yeah. it's like sugar. Yeah, any oh. sugar. You can make alcohol on a lot of things. Okay. I, I've heard of We're that. We're so clear has been told. At 12.30, a large metallic bang was heard. This oh. wasn't unusual. People near the factory heard large sounds all the time with all the work going on. Oh. The temperature in a Massachusetts winter was usually, like, very low, but that day it had risen to a whopping 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which was Ooh, like... Boy. That was like a solid... Real heat wave out that's here. That's like a 30... De- but you often understand, it, that's like 10 degrees versus like 40 degrees. Yeah. Uh, I cried so over that was, the winter multiple times because I wanted to go outside, but it was nighttime. Oh. That was the only reason why. What? Why is it being nighttime so yeah. I'm going outside? Because it's cold. Okay. And, but I don't like the cold. Was it not cold during the daytime? It also was cold during the daytime. So, and so because the molasses was frozen in such cold weather, 40 degrees was enough to melt and expand the supply of molasses. That, along with a sudden change in temperature, caused the container holding the syrup to expand and explode. Suddenly, a 35 mile per hour tidal wave of molasses engulfed and destroyed everything in sight. Engulfed and destroyed. I know. Literally. Not just engulfed. But also destroyed. Not just destroyed. But engulfed and destroyed. But goodness. Okay, y'all, but think about it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have to think about this. 35 miles an hour, that's not that fast. Well, for I mean, a tiny yeah, wave of molasses. That is very fast. Yeah, it is fast. It's like car fast. Also, for a substance yeah. that is stereotypically slow. You literally <laughs> say, slow as molasses. You know, 35 miles an hour, it's doing its best. It's okay? like I drive that PR. speed in my car. It's yeah. PR. Fast Anyhow, well, it's PR. On 35 mile an hour streets? Well, okay, it's fair. PR ended up getting 150 people in, 150 people injured and 21 people killed. That's good record. That's really sad. <laughs> How does molasses die? You eat it. Facts. Uh, but then it's just being reformed. Yeah, that's not molasses. Do you really die, or it's do like, you just continue oh on? Oh boy. You can, say that got, you can say Boston, Massachusetts was in a, a sticky situation. That wasn't funny. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it's funny. Sticky situation wasn't funny. Okay. It's very funny. Well, the police arrived yeah. within minutes to the yeah. scene. The most notable the police. rescue. Police. <laughs> <laughs> For molasses. It's like arrested. call nine one one. It's exploding. Call nine one one. Molasses. Well, obviously, Brennan, because. Oh my God. The police force is the best group of people to respond to any and all emergencies because of the time. The police arrived at the scene, and the reason it wasn't the fire department because the most notable rescue from the situation was a fire department squad playing cards at lunch. 
They were all playing cards at lunch, and they, all of a sudden they were swarmed with molasses. Oh, I hate it when that happens. But if you don't, I hate when my cards get sticky. After... <laughs> Wait, no, no. <laughs> hey, no what's wrong with that? I just mean, like, because, you know, when you eat, like, pancakes, Bro, I hate when my Alexander hands get sticky. Alexander is blushing. You, you have wait, no proof. So do you play cards? Are you like playing poker and eating pancakes and you're just like, dang, I hate when Don't my cards get sticky? So after a couple hours, they were able to cut them free. After the incident, 119 lawsuits were filed against the United States industrial alcohol. Can you give the injury and death numbers? Because I think if you subtract the deaths from the injuries, every single person who was injured but not killed filed a lawsuit. Yep. Well, if it was like a class action lawsuit, then it was probably one person and then it like counted as a bunch of lawsuits well it was 119 individual lawsuits that they kind of formed into one big lawsuit like a class action lawsuit yeah yeah that's crazy that is what it is called so bad. No, what do you do against like fake court or something mock trial mock trial there we go yeah Okay, so those Claire's who sued... No, I'm a, I <laughs> murder people. Claire's not a lawyer. Don't tell people that. I play the murderer. Why she Or I did last season. Oh, that's fine. Wait, season? It's like a show? No, like season... This like season? Like a season. Mock trial. Like a sports season or a theater season. I've never been to court. Let's all go to court. Where were we? Oh, we were at the lawsuit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Those who sued argued against the structure holding the molasses, but the USIA provided a different explanation. They argued the incident was due to sabotage caused by terrorists. Oh. Oh, Because oh, no. you have to remember, this is during, like, World War One, so the entire world is against each other, so, like... They made the air warmer. Yeah, so people... <laughs> the, the terrorists raised the temperature. Yeah. It's got a bunch of, like, heating yeah, pads. <laughs> Along with the World War, the main reason they thought it was a, a terrorist was the fact that an anonymous man called into the USIA threatening to blow up the container of molasses. No, well, that would be some weird. solid evidence. I you know. know I agree. That's I mean, just not incriminating at all. I'm sitting here like, oh, why would they think someone would blow up the container of molasses? And then you're like, someone called the police and said, I'm going to blow up the container <laughs> of molasses. And I'm like, that, that is why okay. they would think yeah. that, I guess. Well, after a five-year legal proceeding and over 1,000 witnesses and over 1,500 pieces of evidence, the case was ruled against the USIA, arguing that the company's poor planning was the cause of this explosion. Mm, not terrorists. Not terrorists. Mm. Apparently, not it, was yet. Just, it was just the company's fault. Clear. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> that was not a good joke to make. That was a bad joke. Do they still have really containers of molasses? Terrorists? No, molasses. Yeah. Keep them safe. It doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I actually oh. run an underground It's like group. bananas. Like, all bananas now are different than the ones that used to be. That's there. true. They all bananas have, are going genetically extinct, engineered um, I will have you all know that I personally run an underground molasses terrorist group. You do not say that. Hey, me too. Hey. We actually co-lead this thing. Yeah. Anyhow, so the sweet smell remained for weeks, and the water in the harbor was stained brown until that summer. Oh, this is actually <laughs> a really tragic story. Oh, yeah, this is terrifying. Like, well, this is really sad. One of the worst I mean, photo- are there any photos of this event? Oh, yeah, there are. No. Oh, but no. we're on a podcast, and so people can't see photos. I think we can try. Just Google it. Come on. We can try. <laughs> the, the visual through sound. Just an interpretive 
interpretive song finish, that we finish the joke okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the last picture, was picture. Yeah. just sing it oh you know like do you know when you send a picture of a telegram and you put a grid over it and then a picture of a telegram the binary and then you can send the binary and it makes the yes. light do the thing can you read out the binary zero one one <laughs> i don't know zero. that one zero. it's like a, no, it's like it's that's a binary okay we have to, to give there. up alexander all right it's a condition i have i just i can't last but not least Alexander Lee. Alexander Lee, finish strong. Okay. What you got for us? So, our last story. It's actually about goldfish. Goldfish, the snack, or goldfish, the animal? Both. The animal. No, the animal. Okay, all right, let's get it. But there may have been some eating of animals, so. Okay. Why would you spoil it? No, I did it. Okay. I did it. You don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, a salty trend was born on March 3rd, 1939, when Harvard freshman Lothrop Withington Jr. took a $10 bet. His friends bet those $10 in order to get him to eat a live fish. The oh young God. college student took the challenge, obviously. Was it a conversion rate on $10? Like in that episode what? of Euphoria. What was the conversion rate on $10? Like I that episode no idea. of Euphoria. What what episode it was also during the, the Great Depression the era, so, I mean, $10 might have yeah, been, like, a lot. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Uh, There's a... Know know okay, hold on. There's an episode of Euphoria where a man takes a shot no, of a life. No, because they're at a college party, and it's, like, a hazing thing, because he's trying to join a fraternity, and so then they're, like, take this shot with the goldfish in it, and then he's not going to do it, and then his girl friend does it with him and then she's like, he's like wow you're so hot i'm in love with you yeah, i didn't like that show right. you know i've always wanted the love of my life to eat a goldfish I got that was you. um <laughs> okay, so oh my god ten dollars in 1939 would actually be 208 dollars today oh, oh wow mackerel. i wonder if that's like actually Literally converted for common day like yeah, are they saying fish. that it yeah. was ten dollars or are they are they saying though. back then it was no are they saying it'd be about ten dollars now or was it ten dollars back then? yeah i'm not sure god that's a lot of money. Continue. Uh, Anyways, on that day, March 3rd, in the praised College of Harvard, uh, Withington dropped a three-inch goldfish into his mouth, gave a couple chews, and swallowed. The scale... He chewed it up? Yeah. <laughs> you can't swallow a whole, like, goldfish. Wait, I thought this was, like, all in one mouth. You chewed up. No, well, you, I mean, it's a... Chewed up a when cold... you eat something, chewing is an option, yeah, Anna, you, so... <laughs> you, it would be so... I thought it would take it like a goldfish. shot, yeah, like open your throat a little bit. Scales, he commented caught a bit of my throat as it went down. <laughs> this simple stunt was spread across the country because a Boston reporter was actually there to witness the action and reported on it. Just so everyone's aware the sequel noises are <laughs> trying to not laugh. Okay, continue. So basically, after this uh, stunt, the Boston reporter was there... <laughs> the Boston reporter. No, a Boston reporter was there to cover the story, and it basically spread the news all over, and even a Life magazine later covered the story. Uh, the competition swept over the nation's colleges and universities. Time magazine once wrote in 1939 that a kid would have garnished the fish with salt, with mayonnaise, or with ketchup, and that he chased it with milk, orange juice, or soda pop, but that okay. one routine did not change. Each goldfish was gulped alive. At um, the University of Pennsylvania, a student actually, so you know, one goldfish sounds pretty bad, but a student actually had 25 goldfish. <laughs> so they would have competitions on how many goldfish they could swallow at a time. Although, so many. And also, a, a guy at pet store ran out the very next day. I know, honestly, it was pretty bad during the time of depression. Three gold. Yo, yeah. I like try not to step on plants. 
That's embarrassing for you, honestly. How do you manage it? And not like all plants, but like if it's a, I don't, if it's so like some a, like a looking plant, I don't want to step on it. What is plant is factual. Were these uh, I'm a fish like plant. from <laughs> fish stores? Did I mean, them. wherever you can find a goldfish, so probably fish stores, you know? So like, but did koi count? I guess fish breed so fish they, they weren't like, like big fish, fish. they were only like, you know, three inches like kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, but goldfish I was can grow to be very, very big, but most people don't take yeah. care of them properly. I saw, I once saw a woman, yeah. I was like eight years old and on the, like, it was on like nightly news. A woman nice was woman. being interviewed because she was pregnant and her husband, That's newly married, they were newly married, she was pregnant. And no, she she was in the hospital because her husband was there with a catfish caught in his throat, like a live catfish. Oh, and they just showed the goldfish trend a little. Too I know they showed Michael, the they showed the catfish, the and it was like in the back. You could see like he opened his mouth and it was wiggling in the back oh, of his that's mouth. Awful. How did you get it in there? So foul. I'm sorry. I have no. I forgot what happened. I think it was like a di- it was like a diving accident or something. That makes Anyway, okay, so do we have any more information? Oh, I have, I have a, 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 a good bit more, but... Um, okay, come on. At MIT, uh, someone briefly became the new intercollegiate uh, goldfish swallowing champion <laughs> with a count of 42 goldfish. 42? Do, do we know how quickly he did That's like this? a solid aquarium. No, not really, but Wait, by when, the end, yeah. when was the, like, what's the time frame this here? So this is, this is like, this is honestly, like, starting in March, like, the 1939. Um, and it okay. only gone, it only went on for a little, it was like a, you know, short trend yeah, yeah. ad, but a lot of people joined, because, like, by so, the end of April 1939, the record for the number of goldfish actually stood at 101, although people continue to try this challenge even, like, to the modern day. I mean, not literally. I was going to say, do y'all want this? No. no, I have gold. No, no. You are welcome to hey, do that you can if like you do want. It. Oh my gosh, like I wanted to commentate. Is Ludwig doing it? <laughs> oh, that was funny. Oh, no, that's wasn't. the man you like. Shut up. In the YouTube. Shut up. In the, In the YouTube land, Michael <laughs> likes the Ludwigs. Anyway, so during Did this time, you, like fight someone. No. Oh no, my Michael just watched. Guy will watch someone. Oh, okay. It went really well. Alexander. <laughs> I know he got beat in 21 seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> he tried his best. Dad is oh too strong to be a live goldfish. Who? Dad. Okay. Oh my god, Don't no. switch it up. Wow, exquisite. Can we please continue, yes. Alexander? Anyway, and guilty of swallowing goldfish at a fair. Like, this Guilty? man won a goldfish. Like, convicted? And then he sw- well, I'm assuming it's a video of it. Oh. Well, it it's, should we watch it? No, it's let's, theft. Let's, yeah, do it. Play it. All right. It'd probably be better to describe, describe what you're seeing. No, video restricted. No, the um, audio can actually like come on my computer. Why? So if like, we want to watch. Why do we want to no, hear no, the video? I don't. I don't think we want to like exclusively hear the video. <laughs> that would be great. That's... It's just pure silence as we're all watching, and then the video audio starts. And it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's, that's it. good. That's good. Who's the guy who speedrun eats uh, hot dogs? Matt? No, not Matt Stoney. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. I'd like to see what he does to uh, two thousand goldfish. <laughs> a live oh goldfish. <laughs> okay. Dunk some in some water first. Make Anyways, it. but like, keep in mind that this was the late 1930s, so America just wanted any escape from like entering World War II, and it was like also during the Depression period. Um, so it would be seen that the entertainment section on March 29th of the Washington Post would be titled "Goldfish Gulping Derby Lead Taken by." 
pen 25 to 24. Oh, wow. Anyways, Derby. eventually this popularity, like, you know, all trends, it, it went down, and college administrators even found one student unbecoming and suspended him for the following trend. Wow, he should have worn a uniform. That's it. Uh-huh. Um, the Massachusetts state senator even filed a bill to preserve the fish from cruel and wanton con- uh, consumption. I agree. Wanton it's consumption? Wanton. Oh. Wanton. What is that? <laughs> no. I no. they were making, like, wontons with goldfish. I was like, this is concerning. No. Does that just mean a big amount of goldfish? That is no, it means, like, a crazy erratic. Yeah, like Anyways, one last thing. I mean, you know, you want to, you know, eat even in the fish. modern day, people might try to eat the fish, but uh, there are some, people generally aren't supposed to, I don't think. Um, in the UK, you can actually face legal trouble by taking the challenge, because oh in 2014, God. a 20-year-old uh, from Suffolk? 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 Suffolk. Suffolk. Was fined 200 pounds. We can mispronounce British names. Perfect. They deserve it. A 20-year-old... This is a push down with the British. Agreed. Uh, No, I don't agree to that. Uh, (laughs) A 20-year-old was fined 200 pounds and banned from owning animals for a year after a video surfaced of him swallowing two live goldfish. Only a year? Wait, what was this? You said a video. It's okay. When did okay, this happen? We don't, we don't need to find it. No, it happened in 2014. No, okay. I, no not, I don't actually want to watch it. After he swallowed these two live goldfish, they were later thrown up and they survived. They are later reported to be living a happy life with his grandmother. After what? After horrific event. <laughs> they were thrown up? And then lived with his grandma. Yeah. Yes. They were relocated. Oh, I mean, good for them. Rehabilitation. Yes, we're happy for them. It's it's it, honestly it's quite silly but sad that hundreds of fish were plopped to horrible death. It's true. It's oh, true. wow. Claire, do you okay. find this saddening? It's very tragic. As someone who is, I don't eat meat, but I do eat fish. And because... so, we have three goldfish <laughs> right here. <laughs> challenge accepted. The vegetarian ch- ch- takes ch- on the tree. All right, Claire, challenge. you ready? Okay, yeah. but, but gold, live fish also can commonly one, have worms in them. One. So. That's not me making that noise. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. No, actually, Rita just ate one. <laughs> yeah, well, granted, like, a full golem from Lord yeah. of the Rings, like, picked it up and took a giant chunk out of the side of it. No, it's not big enough. Brennan, Rita, that scene? goldfish can commonly be infested with worms. Oh. They can also commonly oh. not be... Oh, <laughs> Did anybody ever see that fish that got a that. brain tumor removed? Like it was a no. solid. Wait, has everyone it was a brain tumor. I think, so. I think everyone's gone. Yeah. I think we're just chatting. Right. All right. Um, I guess if we're all done, uh, does anybody have a personal? Can we vote on a personal favorite story of the day? Yeah. What is this democracy? It's an anarchy. <laughs> let's vote. Well, I mean, vote. I, I meant let's have a democracy. Everyone who I like the tomatoes. I liked Alexander's, but it was yay. incredibly disturbing. I thought I mean, Alexander's, Alexander's was good. My favorite. I vote yay for Alexander being my favorite. Thank you. Okay, I think so I'll get raise two. your hand because this is an audio podcast. Here's the thing. I think I think Claire. I think my favorite would probably be a tie for Claire's and Wita's. Those were both incredible I was, stories. I was Honestly, wow. the, the food stuff is Thanks, interesting. Thanks, Anna Sophia. My favorite was someone rec- yours. Someone recently told me that and their, also Brennan. their least favorite word in the English dictionary was. Foodstuffs. Foodstuffs? That's yeah. a word? That's a word? Yeah, yeah it's a Minecraft. word. I know that from Minecraft. Wait, why? The, the, the category for food is foodstuffs. Yeah, it what? says that in Minecraft. What? In the inventory. Oh, yes, in creative, creative inventory. Food yes. Stuffs? I'm completely correct. That's crazy. You almost play too much creative. That's just weird. Well, with that being said, we are. Let's go! <laughs> Ended there. Thank you guys all for coming. You guys have been great. Thank you for willingly taking time out of your day to do this with me. Anytime. This has been awesome and a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been thank nice you. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome. Been uh, thank you for Claire for coming all the way from Galloway. Yeah. Yay! 
I got stuck in the carpool. Thank you, Rita and uh, Michael, for being here, even though they do not take a push. Oh, yeah, no problem. And thank you for Alexander, even though he does take a push, he's not in Hoffman, so he's not Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Do you remember the one that time I was in your class and then I was in the wrong class and you had to wait? No, I was this is wrong. <laughs> that was Mr. Cut the story, cut the story. Okay, well, thank you, and thank you to everyone who has made it this far. It has been chaotic and fun, and it's like one person, Max. Yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Hoffman's made it this far. I'll, I'll, I'll watch Hoffman. this again. Hey, Dr. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Uh, Hi, Dr. Hoffman. Can we have a Hoffman. collective on three? Hi, Dr. Hoffman. How one, two, three. Hi, Hi Dr. Hoffman. Thank that you for that. At all. That okay. was great. It's okay. All right. Um, and we will see you guys never because this is the only episode we are doing. Woo! Yay! Bye. All right. Bye. Squad sing yeah, out. out. Bye. Tales from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you. Tales from the Social Studies Department is a podcast of the Marist Podcasting Experiment and executive produced by Dr. Nick Hoffman. All views expressed herein are the views of the podcaster and not of Marist School, Dr. Hoffman, or the Social Studies Department at Marist School. Thank you.